Okay. About to get started. Today we talking some new stuff today. We talking. I told y'all, I think a couple months ago, we gonna start talking about different people in the Bible. And today we gonna speak on my dear friend Moses. And today's topic gonna be divine encounters. Because he had a divine encounter with God that led him to do all the wonderful stuff we hear about in the book of Exodus um, about the Israelites and getting them out of Egypt and Pharaoh and all this other stuff. But we're going to start from the root of how it began. Um, We're not going to talk about... um, his life in Egypt, not today. Uh, we going to start from where he got his encounter with God, which was in the burning bush. So we coming from Exodus chapter 3. And that will be the whole chapter. <clears throat> the whole chapter, chapter 3. Meanwhile, Moses was shepherding the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire within a bush. As Moses looked, he saw that the bush was on fire. but was not consumed. So Moses thought, I must I must go over and look at this, look at this remarkable sight. Why isn't the bush the bush burning up? Excuse me, people. I need to get myself together. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called out to him from the bush. Saying, Moses, Moses, here I am, he answered. Do not come closer, he said. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he continued. I am the the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people in Egypt, and I have heard them crying out because of their oppressors. I know about their sufferings, and I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them from that land to a good, spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. The, ter- the territory of Canaanites, Hethites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. So because the Israelites cry for, for help has come to me, and I have also seen the way of the Egyptians are oppressing them. Therefore go, I am sending you to Pharaoh, so that you may lead my people the Israelites out of Egypt. But Moses asked God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He answered, I will certainly be with you. And this will be the sign to you that I am the one who sent you. When you bring the people out of Egypt, you will all worship God at this mountain. Then Moses asked God, if I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said, 
to Moses, say this to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is how I am to be remembered in every generation. Go and assemble the elders of Israel and say to them, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has appeared to me and said, I have paid close attention to you and to what has been done to you in Egypt. And I have promised you that I will bring you up from the misery of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites, Hethites, Amorites, Perizzites, Havites, and Jebusites, a land flowing with milk and honey. They will listen to what you say. Then you, along with the elders of Israel, must go to the king of Egypt and say to, the, say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. Now please let us go on a three-day trip into the wilderness so that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. However, I know that the king of Egypt will not allow you to go, even under force from a strong hand. But when I stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my miracles that I will perform, <clears throat> I will perform in it after that. He will let you go. And I will give these people such favor with the Egyptians that when you go, you will not go empty handed. Each woman will ask her neighbor and any woman staying in her house for silver and gold, jewelry and clothing, and you will put them on your sons and daughters. So you will plunder the Egyptians. That's chapter three. So we speaking on today, divine encounter. And that encounter, sometimes when the Lord comes to us in his divine way, we figure out every excuse in the book to not want to set, set and go on with his plan. But Moses knew who it was when he seen it. He seen a bush, but the bush ain't on fire, but it's fire coming from the bush. Let me go see what's going on over here. This this fire hitting the bush, but the bush still standing. Ain't no leaves burning off of it. You know, if we see some stuff like that, it's going to be like, yeah, let me go. Let me go. Look at this. So let's go start from the beginning. Let's go start from the beginning because um, at this time when Moses was out here, he left Egypt. He murdered somebody on his way out. So he ran. <laughs> he ran all the way till he got to this desert. And now by this time he old, he about 80 years old. Um, and he got married, got kids, and he was shepherding a flock in Midian. Well, with the priest of Midian, his father-in-law. So Moses saw a bush was on fire, but wasn't consumed. Then the Lord, the angel of the Lord came to him. The angel of the Lord came to him and, and spoke. So the Lord saw that he was coming to the bush. Uh, don't come close. Because when you come in the sight of God, you got to come respectful. As a preacher. You got to pull off some stuff. Man. Yeah. You got to take your stuff off. Um, you standing on holy ground now. And, when the, and I always say, like when a person comes to a come up on a pulpit to give the word of God, you don't go up there no any kind of way because now you're in the presence of holiness. What's coming out of your mouth is not coming from you. It's coming from heaven. So, don't come no closer, he said. 
Remove the sandals from your feet for the place you are standing on is holy ground. And then he continued to introduce himself like he always did. I'm your father, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All the people before him. So he know who he is. So, where we at? Okay. He began to tell him, I need you to, basically, I need you to go to Egypt. And let my people go. Because Moses seen <coughs> the stuff his people was going through with. Which caused the murder of the man he killed before he ran off. He was beating on the man. And Moses being a, a real Israelite, he not an Egyptian. It touched the nerve. So he killed the man. So Moses, know, Moses already knew. Um... Moses already knew the pain his people was going through it. But you know, as God was revealing and telling him this stuff, <laughs> here got the inner us. God, what you want me to tell these people now? You want me to go over there where all these, these powerful people had to say, my God told me to tell you to let my people go. What you want me to tell them who, who sent me? And God said, I am who I am. They know exactly who you talking about when you say I am. I, I don't care name. who yeah. it is. I Egyptian, yeah. uh, Canaanite, whoever else. They know who I am is. Even though Pharaoh's heart was hard, he knew exactly who he was. <laughs> so, <clears throat> this whole chapter, God still saying, God still telling him what to tell who sent you. You want me to tell him I am sent me. Basically making an excuse. We ain't done with the whole encounter because next week we got a whole another chapter to go. But that puts us in that puts us I feel like if God came to us go over there to Iraq and preach the word of God. The inner is gonna be like, you want us to do what? <laughs> go to where? He didn't want to go. You're not gonna want to go. He didn't want to go back to Egypt. He left Egypt for a reason. Even though they was looking to kill him because he killed they people. Yeah. He don't want to go back there in that mess. So we gonna make every excuse in the book to not make that trip back. We hear divine encounters about look at Jonah. John said, I'll preach wherever you want me to preach, but I ain't going to Nineveh. <laughs> he ain't want the people saved there. He ain't want the people saved there. But then you can look at this passage, what you just read, too. Uh -huh. You can look at that because I don't care how people look at it. Jesus is still speaking the same thing. Yeah. And what I mean by he's still speaking the same thing. Okay, you hear preachers, pastors, bishops, Elders, deacons, say, I've been called by God. I've been called by God. Now, you've been called by God to stand in a pulpit to, to, to feed the people the word of God. Mm -hmm. But but look at it now. You look at you look exactly what Moses was going through was and look at what's happening today. It ain't no different. People people that the say the Lord have called them is stand on that pulpit and it's a secret place to be that's why when I look at folks in the church it's messed with me because God said you don't walk up here no any kind of way you got all kinds of folks walking up on that pulpit you got all kinds of folks standing up on that pulpit that ain't Jesus. You can't find it in the Bible nowhere. You go from Revelation to Genesis, from Genesis to Revelation. You ain't gonna find this mess in this Bible. What you see people that are doing today. People that God is calling people to be out here to preach the gospel to the hungry soul because people are hungry for God. They just as hungry for God for God today that there was when Pharaoh had him in Egypt. They still feed them an onion, great onions and water because people are not getting what they're supposed to be getting from the Lord. 
Now, if you are a child of God being called, being called and anointed to preach the gospel, but when I come to the house of God, are you supposed to, you supposed to hear what the Lord saying? And it's but, not to cut you off, it's something you said. It's a lot of people that say they've been called by God. But in the Bible, everyone that was called by God didn't want this calling. No. <laughs> Oh, I was called, so I'm willing to go. No, no, not even Jesus wanted his own calling or coming down here no, to sacrifice his life. Everybody, we and I, I love the I love Moses because his the chapter of Moses and the Israelites speak to us all day, every day. God called Moses. Moses had an excuse to not of uh, why he didn't want to go do what he wanted to do. Yeah. Oh, I got a stuttering issue. I got this. Oh, they not. And then when he finally get there, we dealing with a bunch of people moaning and complaining. Oh, you could have left us there. Like we heard Pastor Garland's granddaughter last night bring a, a powerful word of learned the power of letting go. Um, but this divine counter he had with Moses was was I don't know how to explain it. Is it the story of Moses and letting these people go speak to us every day? Because even though we learned about the power of letting go, Pharaoh's heart was harder. He knew the Lord himself, <laughs> but he still wasn't finna let them people go. He wanted to push God to the limit. Yeah. He wanted to push God to the limit where he uh, he got his own firstborn son killed. Yeah, but see, but look at Moses though. Moses up there in the mountain, him and his wife, mm -hmm. and living his best life. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and he he heard a rumor mm -hmm. from heaven, and he and he and that that rumor started him off. Then Moses started looking and he asked some questions about this God mm -hmm. that his wife know God. And she was telling him about the Lord. And he was saying, have anybody ever went up there to talk to him? And she said, it's, no, has anybody ever went up there to talk to him when he go off to this thing like this and live? She said, I hadn't heard no man ever went up there to talk Nobody. to him. Ever Nobody. seen his face and live. Uh, there. So he said, well, the next time he started this, see, I'm going up there. Because I want to question him. Mm -hmm. He thought he wanted to question him. <laughs> he thought, he really, he thought, he really thought that he wanted to know Jesus. But he really didn't want to know him after he met him. And so, yeah, we read in here, he hid his face. Yeah, he wanted, he, he thought he wanted, but he didn't really want it. So that's what I'm saying again, when it come to that pulpit, when I come to church, I'm coming for one thing. I ain't come there to look at how, about how you pronounce the word. You can leave that at home in your garbage can. I ain't coming, I don't go to church for that. They hear nobody. I pronounce all these big words, but that you listen to how God talking him, that's the same way I want to hear it at the church. God break it down for everybody, therefore you won't have an excuse, even though you have an excuse, but you won't have an excuse because when God break it down to you and to the world, he, he fixes it so even a baby could understand. But walking up on that pulpit, don't walk up there with your agenda. Leave your agenda at home. You walk up there ready to say what God have placed in your heart for the people. But only God know what we need. Only God know what we need. Only God know why we sitting there on that pew. We ain't come there to sit on that pew for you to talk about what the people doing. What, what have you been doing? And even since you got your call, what have you done since you got your call? So stop looking down on one another that doing wrong when you still doing wrong. You ain't living up the part that you supposed to be living. But you can pronounce these big words. Them big words don't mean nothing. All what mean come and hear what Jesus is saying 
to all of us. And when God calls us, we got to not feel like we little that we can't do what God asking us to do. You heard what Moses said, who am I to go to Pharaoh? <laughs> yeah. Who am I? If God call you, you yeah. more than a conqueror. Yeah. Go to Pharaoh and tell him I am sent you. He said, I will surely be with you. So don't be scared. No, don't be afraid. I'm going to be with you. So he he wanted to free the Israelites. But people say, people wanna, I want to, I don't want people to get misconstrued to say that God freed the Israelites just to be out of where they was at. Yeah, he freed them to be away from where they was at. But he also freed them to worship him. Yeah, they had something to do. They got a job to do. Yeah. What they was created and to they do. They don't look job neither. No. They was created to work. They don't want the, that God don't want help them over there worshiping no Egyptians. No. That and they false gods. And making gods. And making gods. He said, no, nah, they gonna be work they gonna be free to go to this land of milk and honey. Go spacious land. But they gonna do what they was created to do. Serve me, serve God. It was supposed to be a meeting. See, if uh, Jesus feed free them because He wanted to meet with them, mm -hmm. to, 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 to let them know how, who to give any praise to. You know, the Lord and see people still make it out of God. Mm -hmm. See, this God bring them out. Then it, after this God bring them out, that they start real quick. After this God bring them out, now they want to make a make a God. They don't, they don't no longer want to hear what this God saying because now they done, they don't grow to a point they know more than God. God don't know nothing now, so God needs. They feel like God needs help now. God needs some help. God don't need nobody help. You too weak to help God. You don't know enough to help God. You ain't got enough sense to help God. You ain't got no power. Who is you? Who is you to think that you got power now? You, you got to help God. God don't need no help. Did deliver what God help you and he to deliver? Do the rest. God do the rest. You just do what He asked you to do, and He'll take care of all the rest. Yeah. He asked you to do. Uh, he ain't told. He ain't never told and a man. You see, that's he what needed. He did. That's exactly what He did. You gonna let tell him, let my people go? You ain't gotta <laughs> argue with them. No. You ain't gotta fight with them. And, and we'll 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 be reading that. You ain't gotta argue with him. You ain't gotta fight with him. And all them plagues he sent to him, it broke him down little by little. Yeah. Because but but Pharaoh wouldn't budge. Mm -hmm. And that shows you people today, they ain't gonna budge, but they know. They know. <laughs> they know. So this was a divine encounter all together in these chapters, cause even Pharaoh had a divine encounter. Yeah. But think about it. But God hardened his heart. He did. His hard. heart wasn't hard by itself. Mm -mm. God hardened his heart because he want he want most he wanted Moses and he wanted them Israelites to know I am God. Yeah. I don't care what the situation look like. I don't care how I, how I feel at the moment because I'm pretty sure Moses felt defeated all them times yeah, he, he came did. to Pharaoh. Uh -huh. He turned the staff to a snake and ate the pharaoh's snakes. You know, and still he wasn't letting his people go. But still, Moses was a Moses did everything the Lord said did. Moses didn't put his little two cents in. Mm -hmm. Moses only preached what God said preach. The Lord said, "Go and tell him this." Mm -hmm. Then he said, "Show him these things." Mm -hmm. he, he told him how to do it. Every time anything came out of Moses' mouth, it came out of God's mouth. You got people here now that read the Bible. They read what they like, the description that they like, to try to justify what they want to add to this mm -hmm. and say this is the Lord. The devil is a lie. This is, this is, this is not the Lord. Because God don't even work like that. You look at this Bible. You take this Bible serious. If you don't take nothing else serious in your life, you can take. You better take this Bible serious. Moses preached only what God told him. I don't care how many times he had to go back. I don't care how many times he went back. 
He never put his inventory into this. He gave Pharaoh what God said. And Pharaoh, and he told Moses that he was going to harm his heart. He let him keep going thinking that when they go there, they're going to be like that. No. He let him know he was going to harden his heart. But he still didn't add nothing to it. And what Pastor Granddaughter preached last night opened my eyes to this, this stuff, the chapter she read in a different light. Because it's all about God's timing, his plan, yeah. not ours. Mm -hmm. And how he hardened Pharaoh's heart again. Yeah. When they was trying to get across that Red Sea. Uh -huh. And they panicking. Yeah. Oh, you could have just left us over there in Egypt. Where we could worship. Yeah. But you notice something. This was only supposed to be a three days journey. Yeah. But look how long it took. Took them 40, 40 years, I believe. Here. And they was already there. Right there. Walking in circles. Around me. <laughs> And can't see it. Uh huh. Ain't that just today? Yeah. That's why I said Moses and him leading them people out of Egypt speaks to us today the because yeah. God <clears throat> helps us get out of the place that we was in. But we feel like, oh, you should have just left me there. I'm used to it. Yeah. I, I don't need no new man. I'm not used to this new stuff. So that's why, like, I just look at it like Walter Memorial. Or church we used to go to. Them old people there was stuck in their ways. Yeah. They didn't like change. Nope. And that drove that church to go down, 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 until it closed. Yeah. They ain't wanna have means to try to grow the church. Mm -hmm. It wanna stay what it was. You wanna be stuck because that's what you used to. Sometimes what you used to is not something that'll help you. You but, have to get away from what you used to. But she did. I looked at her. A young girl. Real young girl. But she brought the message. Powerful message. A powerful message. That even the old folks in there couldn't receive it. You get it? But God used her. He used her. And everything that she did last night. Before she even stood, I don't know that the people recognized her, but before she stood, before she could even get to where she wanted to be, her body was going through all other things and changes up there on that pulpit. But when she stood up and began to give God the praise, yes. lifting up Jesus, a whole new change came. She said a prayer that stuck with me. She said, all the nerves, anxiety, um, to, to flee from her body. Because I'm pretty sure she didn't went all over the world, preached in other churches probably, in her own church. But now she coming to her grandparents' landmark. Yeah. And don't want to be a failure there. I want to bring the word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she pr she prayed, let these words not come from me, mm. come from heaven. <laughs> yeah. Basically, uh -huh. I don't want me myself in this. Yeah, you got to get rid of something. And that brought me to where Juanita Bynum was the old stuff where she came back to T. D. Jakes mm. and apologized to him. Yeah, because people used to be like, oh. Oh, you did a good job. And she used to say, thank you. And God sent her back to them back row churches. Mm -hmm. No, next time it's to God be the glory because you not bringing this word. Yeah. I'm bringing it through you. Yeah. And see, that's what I'm saying. People get stuck in them. They think they doing something. No, you ain't doing a thing. You ain't nothing but a dirty, filthy rag. That's all you yeah, is. All God awesome. ain't looking at you no different now. You thinking that you ain't did nothing. But I say again, I like the way God used her last night. God used her. And she opened up for the Lord to use her. Mm -hmm. So that's when her word was so understandable. Now that's how you bring it. 
you don't go up there hooping and hollering because hooping and hollering ain't getting you nowhere. To me, with a person hooping and hollering, it's you already been convicted that you you're not doing this right. But you covering it up because you thinking that you know everything, and God's saying you don't know everything. But a young, I'm looking at her as a young look, a young girl bringing the word of God, and that would bring in a bunch of more young people, letting them know it's a better life to live than the life that I'm living out here. It's it's, it's a, the Lord has something for because a, a bunch of young girls got their relationship. They got these abused boyfriend. They got these abused husband. They got these old men don't want them to go to church. They don't want them to hear the word of God because that they hear the word of God, God gonna open up their understanding. You got people down here being abused and they don't know nothing about Jesus. And when you bring them to Jesus, it's all new. And then I look at her again, how she come down. You know, the spirit spoke to me saying that she have a soft hand. And I know the word out there might mean, what, what, is, what is this man talking about a soft hand? The Lord gave her a soft hand. Even though when she got through with the word, she still went through because the Lord led her on out there now. Now pray for these people. Mm-hmm. Lay your hands up on these people. A soft hand, she took her hand. She just eased her hand on them. And then she began to pray for them. And as they went down to their knees, she went on her knees. Mm-hmm. So we both being armor yet in the in the eyes of God. So we got to pull off some men. We can't feel like we so high. We know it all. That's because we know a few words now. You know, 10, ten words that you can speak so proper that it sounds so thick. It ain't no power in it. What good is all these big old words you screaming and it ain't no power? And then to come to talk about divine encounters, the calling. Like I always, I was there when I was, I was old enough to remember when I was prophesied over as a child. I was old enough to remember that exact prophecy. And for years, I'm like, okay. And then when I got older, I'm like, man. Because mm. a lot of people think this calling is to preach is easy. Yeah. And I seen that in her face yesterday, all the butterflies and the jitters. Mm-hmm. But when she started speaking, it went away because it was God. But this calling, this job of pastor, bishop, any type of preacher, evangelist, missionary, this is not no easy job. No. Cause the moment you walk in that building, you know you you encounter nothing but spirits. Yes, and they you encounter nothing but spirits from the moment you walk inside of the church. Because yes, God is there, but the devil, <laughs> but the there, devil too. there too. And that's something a lot of like I just read this this story this morning before I got here. A pastor and his a pastor killed his wife. Shot her dead because she preached a powerful message, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it touched his soul. It convicted him. It convicted him. Yeah, like it's a lot of stories I read about these preachers. Some killing themselves because mm-hmm. they spent all these years preaching this jibber jabber. Yeah, when they was called to preach something else. And, didn't do and I always heard you say that pulpit is the most dangerous place it to is. spread lies or play. Period. It is. It's holy ground. Yes, it is. And these these preachers standing up here spewing lies, mm-hmm. whatever. But anyway, I read that. I was like, I didn't even read what she preached about. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It was a powerful message, and he ain't didn't like he didn't like what she was preaching. No, but she did her job. Mm-hmm. You don't preach. You don't. When God call you, you ain't looking at nobody' feelings. No, yeah, you, <laughs> you can't preach that. Because if you Cause looking you at lie. feelings, you gonna lie. You gonna get up there. Because if you like, I, I know it's some bosses that deal with people today. 
could should have been fired these people, but they looking at feelings. Yeah. Like my my favorite coach in the NFL, you know my team, the Patriots. Everybody said he run his team so cold. Cause he don't get close to damn player. When it's time for y'all ain't doing your job, you gonna have to go. Ain't gonna be no, oh, I'm shedding tears. I don't know. This is gonna be a hard decision. You can't, when you preaching this, what he told basically, you leave yourself. You leave whatever. yourself at home. Yeah. You don't bring that there. You leave that. Whatever problem you got, you leave it at home. Don't come here and Place your sandals off. You standing on holy ground. You know, really, I always said, because I was brought up like that. You don't walk up on no pulpit any kind of way. Everybody, you can't let everybody come up on that pulpit. I don't care if there is some kin to you. I don't care if there is saying that they say. I don't care if there is saying they've been called. Everybody ain't been called. And you can see that they, you can see it. If you get wrapped up in Jesus, you'll know those that have been called and you'll know that one that haven't been called. You can see this, you can see it in the in the vision. You can see it. You can't have Jesus and can't see these spirits. Mm-hmm. You had to pray your these things. <coughs> this month, God bless me with this place here. And I always said this is this one bedroom apartment. It belongs to God. Mm-hmm. I'm the caretaker mm-hmm. in this apartment. And when I moved in this apartment that God blessed me with. I seen all kinds of spirit walking around in here. I'm sitting in here and I'm seeing other spirit walking in here. I go in there and go to bed, I wake up, I see spirit walking in there. So those spirit wasn't right. So I had to begin, I had to start getting up now and praying and, and asking the Lord, cast these spirits out of here. I had to get rid of them spirit. And it, 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 it ain't easy to get rid of the spirit. You got to fast and pray to get rid of them. You got some terrible spirit. Because you praying for them to get them out of here. And they, they powerful now. Uh-huh. Don't think they ain't powerful. They are powerful. Ain't no weak spirit. A spirit is powerful. So I had to pray them things out of here. That's mean when I have the rubs at my door. So when a person come in my house, I want them to clean their feet and, you know, and put that on that rug. So when I get ready to shake this rug, I'm not going to shake that rug in my house because the, the, what's on that rug, is, it don't belong to him. So I had to get rid of that and put that out of here. So it's the same way in the house of God. When you walking up on that pulpit, you did, I see people that walk up there any kind of way. Running going on. That's one place you don't run at. That's one place you don't play up there. Because ain't no telling what's something to happen to you now. Because God said when you come up here, be careful how you walk. You don't walk any kind of way. You start dead at the door. When you come in the first, when you cross that first hole, when you come in the house of God, you cross that first hole coming into God's house. You come in there, you're supposed to come in there with a praise. But if you come in the house of God praise, folks gonna look at you crazy. Because they don't want to hear this here. People say they want to do want the truth. People don't want the truth. People fight you. They fight against this all the time. From the pulpit to the graveyard, they fight against this Bible. And they're going to always fight against this power. Because the devil fit Jesus all the way to the grave. And you think he ain't going to fight you. Every day of your life, you got to have your God. So you can't get comfortable doing nothing if you wrapped up in Jesus. You can't get comfortable. Because there's always something you got to do. He's letting you see, constantly letting you see things, seeing people, seeing people for what they are. And, 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 uh, and we're supposed to be really praying for one another. We don't even know how to love one another. And it's bad. We go to church. We go to church once a week or two days out of a week. And, and, and they talk this love, talk that passion, talk all this stuff, and we still don't have the heart for it. 
it, it takes a whole lot to love somebody. It's a job loving people. It was, it, it was a job for Jesus. They upset the Lord. Look how many times the Lord had to, he, he, he got rid of everybody. He's he, he sudden death to get rid of all this mess up here. It's a job loving people. And especially those that unlovable. But man, we still got to take the word. We still got to preach the word. And we got to do it with love. We got to do it with understanding. We got to do it with patience. We got to do it with time. We can't run through this thing and think that everything's going to be all right. The devil is a lie. This ain't no five-minute thing. It's going to take more than five minutes to get to the people. And right now, the Lord is still calling preachers, bishops, pastors, deacons, and elders, families, mothers, fathers, leaders, teachers, to get his word across to the people's heart for them to make a, a different change. When we go to talking about God, we got to start to pulling off some mess. What God is doing, he calling them the exact people you, call, you just said to go out here and tell Pharaoh to let his people go. Yeah. Because it's still a lot of people in bondage right now. It's a lot of people. Uh-huh. It's a lot of people tied down to what they used to. Just like Taylor preached yesterday, the power of letting go. God calling us to that burning bush mm-hmm. and telling us about these people out here. How we need to get out here and tell them. Tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Why he saying that? Because he created every last one of us to praise him, to worship him. Mm -hmm. He didn't tell us to be tied down to these problems that's holding us down, these people that's holding us down, these kids that's holding us down, these jobs that's holding us down. Anything that's keeping you from giving God the praise is not meant for you. No, you gotta let it go. So, he calling everybody with a a calling to preach the word. Not just know anybody. No. Can't know anybody, deliver nobody. No, no. no. He calling the people that he's called and chose to be. And chose to get out of here and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. I, that just came to me while I was sitting here because I'm reading this and it says he 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 did that to let the Israelites know y'all whole purpose on this earth was to worship me. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I created for. you for. Yeah. I didn't create you to worship no Egyptian. I didn't create you out here to worship your problems. I didn't create you out here to worship people. A job to bow down to people. I see so many people like the Catholic Church. They worship a pope. They shut the city down when this man come through. Yeah. Anyone who's the pope, no. God didn't know. God didn't create us to worship. No. I don't even worship my pastor. No. I don't worship my bishop. No. I don't worship the people in the church. Okay. When we go to church, our job is to listen with the pastor or the bishop has to say that was given to them from heaven yeah, to give the people something to get riled up about because last night, I'm going to be honest listening to her granddaughter speak last night gave me extra motivation I said I'm looking at, because she reading from the Bible I have, the Christian Standard Bible I said I need to go home and just start from the beginning. Yeah. That's why I'm talking on today. I'm finna go and I'm finna talk about everybody I said I was gonna talk about, Lord's will. God give me breath to keep coming. Because I said I actually like 
how that message came for. And I said, this will give me more material to go over to get out to the people in my podcast world and my on our Facebook live we do but when she preached I was just back listening I mean sometimes I mean it's good to clap and all that but sometimes it's even better to just sit and listen yeah don't take all that clapping because you're going to miss something so I sat and I listened to every word that came out of her mouth and I'm like okay I said, because this is somebody young. Yeah. I'm young myself. And it's reaching these young people. Yeah. People, I'm talking about, like I said, ever since the Garlands came back every Sunday, somebody giving their life to God. I love seeing that because it's a better lifestyle than to run these streets and to do what you do. I can't speak on what people do because... You know, that's their problem. That's their business. It's none of mine. It's just refreshing to see, especially young people come in the house of God on Sunday. And at the end, they want to get baptized. They want to become members. They want to, they tired of living the lifestyle that they live in. Uh, um, That's how you know you've been called. Yeah. When your words can reach a multitude uh-huh. and they, like they said, come as you are. Because if the person I call is up there on that pulpit, preach the word of God and not worried about nothing else but the word of God. If the person I call can stand up there and preach the word. And at the end, when I get my altar call, can come up there and say, I'm tired of living this lifestyle. I want to become a Christian. I want to live the holy lifestyle. That that's that I sit in the back every Sunday. I be like, that's this is a blessing. Yeah, when you can see the words. That's what I'm saying. That's what it's. That's mean. I hate when other folk put their two cents in there. The word will draw the people. You just preach the gospel. Uh-huh. I look at yeah, last night. I I thank God for using her. Because when the altar call called, you see how many went for prayer? You didn't have to beg the folk to come. You, you, you don't. When the word is go out there, when you send the word, the word is brought to people. You ain't got to beg nobody in there, pound and stomping up. No, no, no. You ain't you ain't cold. You ain't that's what that's what that's a man or woman preacher that ain't got no power. They ain't got no Holy Ghost. Because you can't preach this thing without the Holy Ghost. But if you got the Holy Ghost, you're going to preach the word. Because you can't preach self. Because if you preach self, you're going to seek self too much. Because you're going to see the mistakes and all the stuff that you made. Then you're going to tell you're going to see that you're not preaching. You're trying to be a judge. And right I hear now. Pastor Garland. She said, we need to go back to the old landmark. So Give even and I'm listening to that. I said, I'm listening to both of them last night. So I said, okay, I need to start back from the beginning, slow, take my time, and study every word that's spoken from the beginning to the back. And then again, when I'm done, go back to the beginning. Yeah. Because it's something I'm going to miss. Yeah. And I'm going to keep going, and I'm going to keep going, Lord's willing, because God called me to do a job. But while I'm walking in this calling, you got to be obedient. Yeah. And do. You got to put the work in. Yeah, he called Moses. He called all them people. But they didn't get started right away. No. You got to get ready. God going to prime. Yeah. God going God gonna to mold you and get you ready for the stuff you're going to have to deal with. Like if God said, yeah, I already know God said you're going to preach. Pastor Garland a couple months ago prophesied the same things to me. A great man of God. But you first must go <laughs> security. That's what I see you doing, watching over the church. That job spoke to me. Remember, I came back and talked to you. I said, watching over the church. I got a keen eye for seeing every spirit walking in yeah. that church. 
Cause she, I noticed something about her every time she preached. Something always pull her off that pulpit and come speak to somebody. Mm-hmm. I know you're going through a lot, and she'll pray for that person right there. Cause you can't quench the spirit. No, if the can't. spirit telling you to do something, but do it, and she do it, and that person always get delivered by the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. no matter who it is. Yeah. So security. I'm watching over a church. Walking around looking at people, you get a different eye view. Like if I'm, see you getting it from the ground up now. Mm-hmm. See that's what it is. But now when you climb up in the tree and you looking down, you are gonna see it different. What I mean by ground up, you looking at these spirits coming. You seeing the nature and you seeing the spirit. God let you see them both. Yeah. Now when He set you up there. On the wall. The priesthood. The priesthood. Now you have to look, you're still looking. Mm-hmm. Because he said what? As you pray, you got watch, to watch. Observe. And be ready. To fight. Yeah. And you can't get comfort in this thing. You can't get comfort in this thing. You can't get tired in the thing. And you can't come up with all these excuses trying to get out of this mm-hmm. thing. Because you can't even get out. If God calls you, you, you still for that. Yeah. Till Jesus call you out of him. You you can't stop this thing. Mm-hmm. You wrapped up in it, and you and you can't get out of it. Cause I'm called, and you but can't go back. I'm if I'm going up there now, I'm not ready. No, you ain't ready. I'm going up there to fail. Uh huh. God wouldn't even put me in no position like no, that to preach to people, and I'm still going through my own battles you got, myself. You got to go through. I got to preach to people of stuff I've been through, mm-hmm. so I can show them how to come out. God got Moses ready because he told him, I already know Pharaoh ain't going to do nothing. I said, right. And it's going to take a whole lot of mess to get him to let these people go. And even when, yeah, he's still going to try to get you. But he had to let Moses know too, you're going to go through a lot. Yeah. Moses had to be, he had to break Moses. I mean, break and Moses. And we see towards the end of Moses. Yeah. Moses didn't want to go through this thing. Some people pissed him off. Yeah. <laughs> over and over. And it speaks to us because we not Jesus. And we're going to be broken. Jesus went through some stuff. He the bitch snapped. Yeah. And we seen that in the Bible when he went in his father's house turning everything over. Mm-hmm. But Moses struck his staff on him like, these, I don't know how to get to these people. These your folks. You trying to get rid of me? <laughs> and then that, that job of being a pastor will push you there. Yes. Cause Pastor Garner always hear her say this. Cause I know they've been in this ministry for over thirty plus years. They've seen the highs, the lows, the highs again, the lows again. She's and it's gonna constantly come. And she say. I'm not worried about being talked about no more. Because it come with the territory. They talked about Jesus. They lied on me. But you got to go through something to get to that part. Yeah. Because when you first get up there, you not caught. And you got all these people talking about you behind your back. But they coming to you on Sunday. How you doing, Pastor? How you doing, Pastor King? You going to say something to them. Out of character. Yeah. They going to be looking at you. Oh, you the pastor? You talking to me like that? Yeah. Because it's something I taught a couple weeks ago. People not saved, they look at saved people because they want to see that Jesus in you. Yeah. They want to see how much Jesus you got. How much Jesus you got and how long you going to do this thing. Uh-huh. Because they going to press your buttons. Oh, yeah. Oh, we going to see. see. You going to be tested. But you must be called. Uh-huh. You got to be You got to be molded for this job. You got to be broken. You got to be called. You got to be anointed, and you definitely got to have Jesus. If you go in any, any, any other kind of way, yeah, you'll put a gun to your head and blow your brains yeah, out. It's too much. This is too you, much. You can't take this thing by yourself. Mm-hmm. That's why I always say you need the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Don't come here and go that, that, that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, go, I gotta go there to order a McDonald's, a big, a happy meal, and, and a Lord's coat. No, that ain't Jesus. You better get on way from here with that McDonough uh Tom speaking. Right, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah
speaking some stuff that you can't, you ain't even mastered to yet. The, 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 the term you speak is carried away that are you. You ain't got to that grade. You, are, you just got baptized in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Now you begin to seek God. Jesus said, you's a baby. You need milk. You want to come there eating steaks. And pork chops. Pork chops and cream Sick. but potatoes and stuff. Cornbread. You ain't ready for that yet. You gonna blow your brains out. Yeah. Because you ain't got Jesus. You got to get the Holy Ghost. And before you get the Holy Ghost, you got to clean some stuff. You got to clean yourself out. You got to be purged. You got to be washed. You get the Holy Ghost down on your knee. And number one, you got to keep your body shirt clean. You got to keep your house clean. You got to keep your dishes clean. All this stuff go together. And people think when they come to church, they say, yeah, 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 don't hold. How y'all got y'all to hold? And some that be hollering some stuff. God gonna stop there too. God tired folks coming in this house playing. You come here playing this thing. Something gonna slap the mess out of you. I see people get shot, get get to shooting right there on the pulpit in Mississippi. They preacher. Get to shoot right there on the pulpit. Cause they don't have Jesus. And to be called, it's just like anything. It's like going to a job and you're not called to do a certain job and you go do a job, you'll hurt yourself. You hasn't been you have not been trained for this job. I trained you to do this job. You want to come over here and do this job. That's saying in the church, an elder going up there. Trying to be the preacher. No, you're not called to be the preacher. You was called to be an elder. Do your job. Yeah. That's what's wrong with the church today, too. People yeah. don't, people want to be something they not. When you want to do something. So, yeah, being called, you must go through the breaking, the molding, the all that stuff to be called to give this to 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 give this word to God because he he this is a lot to deal with this is a lot to take in especially dealing with people it's a lot to deal with so you must be broken you must be molded you must be all that good stuff before you even ever get to the point where you Go give the word of God to somebody. So yeah, you got something you said want to say before we start praying, Pop? But see, yeah, cause like a calling. See, you was called to be a security in the church. You've been called for that, but then you now you got to go through the process. You got to go to classes. You got to go where you can learn to get the things that you got to have to carry with you, uh, to be on you, to be that security. Mm -hmm. Everything that you, whatever your calling is, is more than call. You got to do something. You got to let go of things. You got to pull off things. And you got to leave some people alone. Sometimes you got to leave some family alone in your calling. You can't, you can't care everybody with you. It's for you. You've been called. You, now you can't call everybody else now. That's because you've been called. You don't try, try to take everybody else with you. No, let them wait up on their call. Because they call it ain't for you. They call it ain't your call. You do your calling. And you got to go through something. Mm -hmm. And it ain't easy. Whatever you're going through, it ain't easy. You got to put out something. You're going to have to put your time in. You got to put time in. People want to ask you a question. You got to be able to answer questions. You got to be able to answer questions and talk to people. You got to be able to listen to people. You got to be able, when you see something wrong, you got to be able to speak on it. Right then. Not go away and talk to somebody else.